Join us in a world where you're listening to Ballistic Radio. Sit back as we discuss hard-won lessons from the best and brightest of the personal defense and competition shooting industry has to offer. Let us help you help yourself, no matter where you are in your personal path. Ballistic Radio, brought to you by LuckyGunner.com and Federal Premium Ammunition. They paid for this, so you don't have to. Now here's your host, John Johnston. Welcome to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by LuckyGunner.com and Federal Premium Ammunition. They paid for this, so you don't have to. I'm your host, John Johnston. Remember, you can always listen to past shows at BallisticRadio.com and get the latest behind-the-scenes info, arguments, photos, videos, other things at Facebook.com slash BallisticRadio. Joe, how's it going? Great. Almost finished here. Hey. We get to go out and enjoy the lovely weather. Beautiful. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing out. Um, so, hey, guess what? What is that, John? This segment's also brought to you by Lucky Gunner and Federal Premium Ammunition. Whether there was a firefight or you do, in fact, want to worry about that little guy, you need more ammo. And when it's time to restock, you can't beat Federal Premium Ammunition at LuckyGunner.com. With a shipping department that's always moving at 88 miles per hour, if I order a case of American Eagle from Lucky Gunner on a Thursday, it's at my doorstep ready to shoot before the weekend starts. Head to LuckyGunner.com today to check out their in-stock lineup of Federal Premium Ammunition. And remember, unless you're on fire or drowning or some other set of circumstances I have not considered, you can never really have too much ammo. So, super excited to welcome back onto the show Cecil Birch. Hey, Cecil, how's it going? Good, my friend. How about you? Oh, I'm I'm living the dream. Uh, genuinely, nice. this, this this isn't too bad. Uh, for those that don't know, who are you? Uh, what do you do? And we'll hop right in. Uh, I'm Cecil Birch. I like to choke people out, break some arms, punch people, and sometimes do it with a knife or a gun. And I like to teach people to do the same thing. Well, and I can say that um, as as the receivee of one of your chokes, <laughs> um, it was a lovely experience, and you were very gentle. And I was totally gentle. I was I was. I was compassionate and gentle. Yeah, I know. Um, wow, this is this is taking a turn, and I I like the direction it's going. Um, so I guess the thing that I want to talk about, um, and, and I will personalize this for a second uh, to to sort of get my perspective on things, um, and then and then we'll sort of get into the topic. Um, so I am someone that has struggled horribly with how to appropriately um i i guess if i were going to simplify it not be an arrogant prick um <laughs> you know that that's really the yeah. like that that seems to be um something that i have i have not done well at various points in in the past uh and what what i mean by that is you know as a student and as like someone learning this thing, uh, whether it's, you know, we'll just say applied violence. Right. Um, okay. I guess my question is what's, what, what's the issue there? I mean, as far as, so you and I both know what we're going to talk about and we kind of know what we're talking about. How do you want to yeah. set the stage to frame the conversation for the listeners? Um, what is the issue that we're discussing? Well, when we're doing this, we're, we're pursuing this 
passion that we have for doing these kind of things, it it can be difficult. You know, you're you you're 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 struggling, you're trying, you're working at something, and let's say you get a some kind of marker of success. Yeah. You 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 want to pat yourself on the back because you know how difficult it was to shoot this drill in this time or pull this move off in jujitsu or hit this PR in a deadlift. All that's difficult, you know, tough stuff. And you go, man, that's awesome. And you want to not crow about it, but you want to kind of say something. Hey, look what I did. Yeah. Unfortunately, one of the problems with social media online stuff is tone and, and inflection gets lost. And yeah. sometimes that might come across differently than the way people, you know, honestly intend. Well, and that seems to be, you know, it's this really interesting thing because, um, and like I said, I've been, I've been horrible at this in the past. This is, I'm not coming to this, uh, from like a, I know how to do this well. Uh, no, I don't. I've been really bad at it at various points. Um, I'm better at it than I used to be. I don't know if I'm good at it or not. Uh, frankly, you know, sort of the direction that I've, I've now taken with stuff is I just, if I do something that I think is cool, I just, I try really hard not to say anything at all. Cause that's the only way that mm. I know for certain, um, that, you know, things won't be misconstrued is, um, you know, I'm just not going to talk about, it, but you know, the flip side of that is I think that being proud of your own personal accomplishments is sort of an important um, positive reinforcer for continued growth inside of anything. But what do you think of that? Oh, without a doubt. If you've done something, oh, I just hit this PR in the deadlift. I've been working at it for a really long time. You want to tell people. You want to feel like, hey, I did something great. I can accomplish it, which means I can do more. I think that's super important. And I think the other thing is using that to get across to other people that, hey, you can do it too. I'm, I'm, you know, nobody, and I did this. I shot the casino drill in 17 seconds. I hit my body weight in the squat, you know, and I'm nobody. That means, you know, you can do it too because I'm nothing special. I think those are – two important aspects to talking about accomplishing, you know, whatever it is, accomplishing something in, in a way that's public. I think that, I think it is, those things are good. The difficulty is <laughs> sometimes it might come off, like you said, being arrogant. Yeah. So, I mean, I and, guess, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I was going to say it. It, it's such a hard thing to to navigate, and I especially if you're an instructor or trying to be an instructor, it might come off even worse because it's it might come across as look at me, yeah. yeah. Well, that might not be your intention at all. That you know, that's not it. But again, you know, how many people have you had? You know saw online, oh, that guy's probably an ass, and then you meet him in real life and you go, oh, this is, you know, totally different. I, Todd Green and I, when we 
first started interacting, we hated each other, hated each other for a couple of years. And it was based entirely on what I saw as Todd's online persona. Right. And then when Craig forced us to have dinner together, I'm like, oh, this guy's a cool dude. He's just got that kind of attitude. But once you see behind it, then you you can then when you read what he says, it's it takes on a completely different thing. But if you're just out there, I don't know who you are, and you're going, oh man, I shot the fast drill in this, and I shot the casino in this, and blah blah blah. I've been on the range and I shot five thousand rounds this year or this week, and that, whatever it is, other people go, oh, you're really full of yourself, and that's not. That's truly not what it is. Well, and here's here's the other interesting thing, too, and I think that this is a, a natural progression as a student. It could be what it is. It just doesn't mean that that is a mindset yeah. that stays as you grow. And that's actually a really sure. interesting, you know, so I, once again, I can only speak for myself. Um, you know, there seems to be this natural tendency, if you're human, of, um, and it, it sort of follows like the Dunning Kruger curve a little bit. Um, you get a little bit of knowledge. You get very sure of the opinions that you have borrowed from other people and really not formed yourself. Um, you start espousing them as if they are gospel. Maybe there is, and, and not everyone, you know, I, I think a lot of it depends on how you're wired. Right. Um, yeah. It, that can be a pretty common sort of, uh, arc, it seems like, where, um, yeah. so how, you know, I guess one, as a student, how do you manage that? And two, if, if you're in a mentorship capacity and if you're an instructor, um, you know, how do you manage that? How do you, how do you manage, you know, as a student, how do you manage that? Like, what's the, the correct mindset? And as the instructor, if you have a student of yours that, yeah, what, what do you do there? You know what I mean? Man, I think, it, like you said, I think it's hard as a student because you don't know what you don't know so often. That's the, that's the killer. You don't really see how you're being perceived. You don't realize how that, it, that you maybe aren't being arrogant. Uh, you, you're not necessarily trying to be that way or think you're arrogant. But you are because you don't know. This is new. You've never done anything quite like this before. Sure. And so you're you're proud of it, but it's an it's completely new. But man, as an instructor, as a mentor, that's the hard one because the I think the most difficult thing we have to do is to critique people in a way to make them better, but doesn't come across as criticizing does that make sense which you're 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 trying to say hey you know what dude this might not be the best way to say something that doesn't come across as man you're an idiot why are you doing this because what? if you that that guy digs his heels in at that point right or it's like, oh, you're just be you're just being mean as an instructor or whatever Oh, you're being threatened as an instructor. No, I'm really trying to help you out. 
Right. Because I know what the long-term ramifications of you acting this way is. Well, so let's hold that thought because we gotta we got to go right. to break. Um, right now we're talking with Cecil Birch. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. Welcome back to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by LuckyGunner.com and Federal Premium Ammunition. They paid for this, so you don't have to. This segment brought to you by Wilson Combat. Wilson Combat, makers of the finest custom 1911s and scattergun since 1977. A legacy of quality, innovation, and service. Learn more about their firearms and accessories as well as the EDC-X9L, the long slide version of the EDC-X9, which offers discriminating shooters 1911 match grade accuracy, superior ergonomics, and concealability with modern service pistol capacity and re- as well as reliability at www.wilsoncombat.com. So... You know, we're we're sort of talking about the man. I don't I don't even know how I would describe this. Like, I'm gonna say how to be a good student, but like how to be how to be proud of yourself and humble at the same time, and also how to oh, yeah. how to communicate effectively with your students um, to to help their growth. Right. Yeah. That's Um, a good way way of putting it. And, you know, again, um, I'm not trying to talk about me uh, because I want to talk about me, but I'm I'm trying to, you know, I I'm bringing up like personal things inside of this just because this is something that I have done very poorly uh, at various points. So it's kind of like, oh, I've I've made a lot of mistakes here and I, I can sort of. I can at least speak to how how to do it poorly, you know. Um, right. And you know, I think a lot of it too is um, maybe how secure you are as a student, and and the reasons behind why you're doing what you're doing. And you know, I I don't know that I don't know that people discuss that a lot. Like there are a lot of reasons to do things. Um, and I think what it boils down to is, you know, like outcome focus versus process focus. And, you know, are the accomplishments a reinforcement of the process or are the accomplishments the goal? And if the accomplishments are the goal, I think that that's a bad, bad way to look at things. Whereas if the accomplishments are just, you know, sort of a benchmark for the process, that seems, does that kind of make sense? No, that, that's absolutely 100%. And the problem is, I think, as when you're new to this, you're confusing one with the other. Yeah. You, you're confusing the end. You're confusing that goal as the end state, as opposed to, like you said, this is just a marker. It's an important marker on the path to say, yes, I'm on the right path. I'm doing good work. Here's a measurement of that. But... I still have to be on the path for an extended period as opposed to, yay, I'm here. Okay, good. What does that mean? Don't know. Right. Well, and I, w- I wonder too that, um, you know, let me think about this, how I want to ask this question. <clears throat> What's funny to me is generally – when people get into things like this, the entire reason they get into it is because of some sort of outcome-focused desire. 
what I mean by that is, um, you know, and, and I'm sure I'm sure you know plenty of people inside of like Jits. Uh, you know, I I'm gonna get my whatever belt. That yep. and that's the reason I'm doing it. Um, yep. And you know, from like a shooting perspective, for the longest time, the longest time, uh, I'm gonna get a fast coin, right? Um, sure. And, you know, that is, so that's like a motivator to, that's the initial motivation to get into a thing, right? And so that serves a purpose. Yep. Very few yep. people, in fact, I don't know that I've ever met anybody, um, and, and I'd kind of like to get your thought on this. Very few people go, I'm going to get into this so that I can dedicate the rest of my life to focusing on the minutia of this journey and enjoy it for the journey's sake. And that's why I'm getting into this, you know, because mm-hmm. that seems like an advanced concept that frankly, I don't think people in any, anything are going to be able to really grasp until many years later. What, what, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I think especially when we're talking about, any kind of self-defense oriented practice. And that includes, you know, even like strength conditioning with that specific type end state is if we are like, Oh, I'm worried about myself. I want to protect myself. I want to protect my kids. There's it's, it's really easy to say, all right, the marker for me is having a fast coin is being a purple belt, you know, whatever. That's, that's where I need to get to. And I will be good enough. Because you hear that all the time, right? That's one of the things. Anytime myself or like Craig Douglas or Paul or Larry or any of us start talking about this like multidisciplinary self-defense paradigm, everyone goes, "Oh man, there's so much to to think about. There's so much to do. What's the minimums?" And as soon as I hear that, I'm like, I know where their mind is because yeah. that's what they're talking about: is what's the least I can do to be safe. And that's pretty understandable, and it's easy to get into that mindset and then to say, okay, I've accomplished this goal. That means, therefore, I'm at this end of my journey. Now I can go binge watch a Netflix show for a while because I don't have to do any more work. But when you really start doing it, and if there's any true understanding, any true accomplishment that you get along the way, you start going, hey, this is really cool. Just the journey in and of itself is cool. And you start pursuing these, like you said, minutia. You know, I, at this point, I've been doing jujitsu now for 30 years. Right. If, if we're talking about purely using it for self-defense, I was done you know, 20 years ago. Sure. I, 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 I'm pursuing move sometimes that I might sell on myself will never use because, but it's fun. We've got a, the next week is the team Christmas party and we always have a seminar and we have this one guy who's one of the top current competitors and he's super athletic. He does like cartwheel guard passes and just this most athletic stuff. And I'm going, I'm never ever going to be able to pull any of that stuff off with my creaky broken down 55 year old body. But I'm going to practice it. I'm going to do it. I want to learn it because it's fascinating, even if it's never going to be part of 
what I do, you know, and I think you do that with shooting. You get into like really weird esoteric stuff. Yeah. And that's the, that, and you don't know, there's no way to say that ahead of time, you know, to your point, you're not, that's not how you start, no. but at somewhere along the journey, if you are, and I think that's what it boils down to. If you honestly are, are applying yourself and trying to be better, it becomes easy to fall in love with some aspect of that. You know, some people get into the strength and conditioning part really heavy. Some people more shooting. Some people more, I don't know, medical. Maybe they start looking into the legal aspects and ramifications, whatever. But it's just this weird, fascinating journey. And it's easy. Once you once you get there, you're, I think, you're probably less likely to you know, open mouth and search foot with some of this stuff. Uh, but up until that point, it becomes e well, it becomes easier to not do that because you're moving away from, well, I'm at this end state. Look now, right. I'm at this end goal. Look at me. Yeah. And, and then it becomes, Oh, well, I hit this marker. Great. I'm a purple belt now. Great. Okay. Well, now I know how much harder I have to work to get to the next step. I mean, I always think it's funny. People go, oh, you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Oh, that must mean X. When the reality is, when I got my black belt, I was like in shock because now I know I actually, now I need to get serious about it. I have to work, I had to work that much harder after getting the black belt to live up to that kind of stuff. It wasn't even close to the end state. It was more like the gate to the, <laughs> to the main part of the journey. Well, and, that's... and at that point, why am I caring about, oh, I pulled this sweep off this blue belt. Yeah, so who cares? That's, that's just one tiny sliver of the journey. Right. But at the beginning, like that's, that's sort of reinforcement, I guess, when you're getting crushed over and yep. over and over yep. and over and over and yep. over again. Like something like that happens, you know, where, where um, you know, you get it. You, you you get a and I'm not a jits guy, so like I apologize for using the analogy, but like you you get a nice choke on like a higher belt, um, you know, like a shooting analogy. Maybe maybe you um um it happens to be your day when you go against a, someone that you respect or you see as a, a higher level shooter. Um you know, uh like that that's like a, a huge deal early on. Um, yep. and, and later on you just look at it and you go, yeah, okay, that was cool. Um, and, yep. and whatever, uh, we got to go to break and then we'll talk more with Cecil Birch about this. Uh, you're listening to ballistic radio. Welcome back to ballistic radio brought to you by LuckyGunner.com and federal premium ammunition. They paid for this. So you don't have to. This segment brought to you by BigTexOutdoors.com. BigTexOutdoors.com is the best place for you to find all of your everyday carry needs at the absolute best prices. Maybe you need all of the lumens from Surefire at the lowest price? No problem. Spend too much time alone in your room and need an RMR in your carry gun now? Well, BigTexOutdoors.com has those. Glock accessories? Yes. Fast, cheap shipping, 100% hassle-free returns, all that and more. And best of all, BigTexOutdoors.com has Ike. He's a good man and thorough. I like Ike. Everybody likes Ike, and you'll like Ike, too. Visit BigTexOutdoors.com today and find out what happens when every customer is a friend. 
not just an order. Um, so we're talking with Cecil Birch about, I guess, how, um, how, how to not be a dick uh, on either side of the equation, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, because instructors have that, that problem just as much. Um, you know, when they do, and so, like, the other thing, too, like, so here's, I think that, you know, as a student, there's room for growth as far as the motivations behind what you do and why you do it, and I think that as an instructor, too, there's room for growth as far as the motivations why you do what you do, and. Oh, dude, absolutely. Um, you know, so, like, I had two things happen, um, inside of the last 12 months, really, that that fundamentally change my perspective on stuff, right? Um, so, and I'll share both of them just real quick because I, I think they're pertinent. Uh, one of them was Rick Remington won the, the tactical conference uh, match this last year. And, you know, Rick's a Who is a great guy, by the way. Yeah, he's an amazing dude, uh, an amazing friend to me, uh, and also happens to be a student of mine. Um, and, uh, frankly, if I had to pick a weekend where I just look back and go, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I wish I had that to do over again. Like my attitude going into that match was wrong, just fundamentally wrong. Right. And the, the pure joy and that, that I experienced at Rick succeeding was, was better than any other possible outcome that could have come from that weekend. Right. Um, just yep. like, like seeing a student, you know, and Rick's trained with a bunch of people. So I'm not I'm not taking any credit for anything that Rick has done. But like Rick's a student. He's someone that's that's trusted me with his time. And that means a lot to me. Um, and and seeing, you know, seeing someone that I've spent some time with do well, uh, you know, due to the hard work that they've put in with it, uh, not not because of anything that I've done, but just, you know, the hard work that they've done. That was an amazing feeling, right? Um, and then the other thing that happened was, uh, you know, Melody and I were teaching a class in Washington. Beginning of the class, we um, go around and like, hey, who are you? Uh, why are you here, right? Um, and we had a woman at class that her introduction went something like this. Uh, you know, my, my name is so-and-so. And my husband has always been the one that's kept our family safe, but he's sick now. And when he's gone, I want, you know, we, we want to, you know, he, everyone wants for me to be able to keep the family safe was essentially, and I'm paraphrasing it. Right. Um, and, and the fact that they were on very limited time, uh, I, I want to say that this gentleman passed away, a couple of weeks after the class. Right. And, and it wasn't, wasn't sudden, um, knew it was coming. All right. And the fact that the, I'm going to get, I'm going to get emotional talking about it, but like the fact that, you know, you've only got so much time left with, with your family, you know, and you know it, and you're going to trust me with that time. Um, 
was was a big deal. And as far as like the motivation behind, um, you know, the mindset going into stuff, um, really changed a lot of things for me. And yep. you know, so I look back as a, as an instructor um, at at things and like the motivation going into it um, and stuff like that, and it and it changes and, and it changes as yep. you get further along. And, you know, as a student, it changes, too. So I guess my question, is there a way to shortcut that process as far as, you know, being conscientious and, um, you know, not not saying things in a way or for for the wrong motivation? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. it, it took many years and many painful experiences for me to get where I'm at. And I'm sure that there will be many more painful experiences. And if I could help shortcut um, that for people so that they treat the people around them better earlier, like I'd like to do that. Do you think there's any, any advice there? It's kind of funny because a lot of, like a lot of my stupidity that I did uh, in this area is pre-social media, is pre-internet. So I got to be an ass, and only a handful of people knew it. Right. Right. And so, so now I'm. Everybody thinks I'm this fully formed instructor, and oh, yes, Cecil says the right thing. No, this is. I did a plenty of dumb stuff going up, and I, I just don't have that that Facebook memory haunting me. For the most part, on a lot of this kind of stuff, and I think to some extent you are going to do it. You are going to put foot in mouth at some point. I think as an instructor, it's a hard problem. One of the things that I do is so I had a guy one time. Uh, he was interviewing me for something, and he just kind of stopped and he said, "Why are you always putting yourself down?" And I said, "I'm not." I'm just telling you the stuff where I screwed up. I'm trying to let people know that I'm not some awesome black belt fighter guy. I'm here's where I made this mistake physically. This cost me a tournament. Here's a mistake I made in training and it cost me an injury or I pissed off. Sorry. I No, you can curse. I, Weird. Hey, oh. it, it's fucking cool now. The FCC is no longer nice. involved. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I pissed off people. You know, I pissed off training partners or, you know, all this kind of stuff. I, I wasted time where I should have been training in a better manner. So I can I tell people that now, hopefully to go do as Cecil says, not as Cecil did. Learn yeah. from my mistakes. And I think that if that's not the best answer, that's going to be the most honest and authentic way to try to keep people from making mistakes. Like, like I am so fundamentally happy that so many people like in the shooting community are embracing jujitsu. Yeah. That, you know, knowing that I had a tiny part in that, knowing that 2005, 2009, 2012, 2013, people, I would get into 
horrible internet arguments with people. Oh, you don't need that stuff. That's stupid. You try to wrestle me. I'll just shoot you. All that kind of stuff. And that the that the that we won the war, right? Right. I lost a lot of battles along the way, but we won the war because people are like, yeah, that's something. And and I love seeing people embrace it and, and get into jujitsu and have fun. And then I see them make the mistakes. A lot of the ones I made were. You think, for example, okay, you're, you've been training for a year, and maybe you catch one of your training partners with something. You know what? You feel good. You feel good about that. You're, you're happy, and you want to talk about it. Well, now with social media, we can. We talk about it and, and spread it across to tens of thousands of people who might not have heard you, which is cool. But the problem is, number one, you're essentially you're insulting the other person. Right, I tap this guy out. Uh, is that really how you want to present yourself? That you beat another person in training, number one. And number two, you're making certain assumptions that they were going at the equal level you were right. and not being a good training partner. You know, my, my coach is maybe one of the most – one of the top guys in jiu-jitsu, Haja Gracie, called my coach the best competitor in the history of jiu-jitsu. So this is a pretty competitive dude. And he told me years ago, he looked me dead in the face, he goes, Cecil, the other guy deserves a good day too. And I'm like, that, I think I was a purple belt maybe when he said that, and that completely changed my perspective on training. I'm like, of course. This is my training partner in jiu-jitsu. You trust another human being with your well-being. Yeah. Right. I trust that he's got my neck, he's got my arm, he's got my leg, that if I tap, he's letting it go and we can keep training. So why am I going to publicly insult this guy for any reason? So people are do that because you're excited. You're not thinking I'm insulting this other guy. You are, man, I've been working so hard. And it seemed like nothing would ever click, and all of a sudden something clicked. So you talk about it, but then the problem is you've insulted somebody in some way. And maybe if he was a higher belt and he was actually being nice to you, trying not to operate, he, was, he wasn't he was playing his A game. Yeah. Because face it, if I roll with a white belt or blue belt and I, roll and I play my A game, I'm destroying the guy. Yeah. Because I... Not because I'm so great, but I've been doing it for so long. So it's kind of a ass move to do that. So I roll with a white belt or blue belt. I'm going to, I might let them mount. Hey, let's start. You start mounting. You start on my back. You, you know, maybe I just grab their collar and I just sit down. I don't even pull guard. I don't even do anything. Just sit down and let them start to work. Because he gets work out of it. I get work out of it. Now, he managed to kind of, at that point, get take my back, okay, he accomplished something for sure. But is it the same? Because I kind of was letting you, you know? And then if I see that you were taking advantage of my goodness, that, oh, you're bragging to everybody that you took a black belt's back, guess what happens the next time we roll? <laughs> Nothing good. You're not taking – Nothing good for you, exactly. Yeah. I had that happen. I had that happen one time. We had a visitor come from France, actually, and she was a really good judoka. 
And I was trying to be nice. She's a woman. She's smaller than me. I'm trying to be nice. And my coach was like, Cecil, watch out. Well, we're doing stand-up, and she foot-sweeps me. Cool. I didn't think nothing of it. And I'm not friends with her on Facebook, plus she's French, so I don't know. But he told me that that night she went on bragging how she foot-swept a black belt. Huh. I'm like, really? So then when we rolled, the that was like Monday night, and so the Wednesday we rolled, things didn't go quite that same way for her. Not because I, I'm like, I'm walking around as a jerk, but I'm like, all right. I was trying to let you have a good day. I was trying so that, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats type thing. My training partners get better, I get better. But now you're going to think that you are better than that? Okay, well, you know what? Jiu-Jitsu has a way of humbling you every time you start to get a little big in your britches. Well, so I, I, and, have, a, I, have, I have a question there, but we've, we're actually a little past, uh, past the break. Oh, but um, it's kind of, Well, it's fine. You're the last episode of the day, so we've got extra time. Um, um, yeah, I'll ask that question when we get back. Right now we're talking with Cecil Birch. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. Welcome back to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by LuckyGunner.com and Federal Premium Ammunition. They paid for this, so you don't have to. So... It seems like the problem um, with what we're talking about is, you know, there. It's a multi-part problem, right? And, and we're using um, jujitsu examples. Uh, I can think of other examples, at least my personal life, um, where sure. uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I regret it deeply. Um, but I, I think that you know. Getting, uh, let me, getting people to understand that, one, um, so here, I'll I'll approach this two different directions. Um, Because we've been talking about the student, we've been talking about the instructor. Getting the student to understand that in a training environment, the purpose of the instructor or the higher level participant is to provide a good training environment for the student, um, and it's not a competitive environment. Whether exactly whether or not the exercise that's going on right now has a competitive aspect to it. Beautifully stated. Okay. Um, the flip side of that coin, as the instructor, is to understand that the unless you prep the student ahead of time and i've i have never once you know what yeah i i have never once anywhere encountered and you've been doing this much longer than i have so i would i would like for your you know your take on this i have never once had an instructor go hey what we're doing right now is a training environment that has a competitive aspect um, and you should be proud of your accomplishments inside of this, but understand that the participants inside of this are trying to help you and are not necessarily competing at 100%. So understand understand the mindset of everyone involved going into it. Have you ever encountered a training environment where it was just clearly stated ahead of time that that's what was going on so that everyone understood it? Or is it just sort of one of those things that, you figure it out after you mess it up. No, a lot of 
a lot of the growth in jiu-jitsu has kind of come that way, and it's a pretty well-known, fairly understood process in in most of the better jiu-jitsu academies. And not to pat myself on the back, but I do do that now in my own class. That is part of the uh, administrative talking to at the beginning of the first day. Sure. I've been doing that for about five or six years. Because number one, what it does is it keeps injuries from happening. Right. Right. You know, in my class, 90% of 95% of the time you are in contact with another person. And so if I said it right from the get go, people who, and I'll get people who have not done anything like this and I'll have a uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. So I've got to find a way that everybody can work together. So I say that in the beginning, you know, and here's the standard. Um, well, as someone that doesn't on that, I know, but it's not, it's definitely not a common thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I haven't done coursework with Craig in a while. Um, and I need to, I getting back to ECQC is one of my really want to do it sort of things. And just the, the funds and the schedule hasn't worked out. Um, you know, I don't know. As someone that does not have a JITS background, um, like I, I don't have a martial art background. I, I did, <laughs> you'll laugh, uh, Jeet Kune Do for like a couple of years. Uh, hey, when that, I, that was my first instructorship, dude. I totally am not going to laugh. Um, you know, like a while ago, a long while ago. But outside <laughs> of that, um, you know, this has all been stuff that I have, have been exposed to through the course of this. Um, you know, so I guess, um, I guess that's an important thing. And hopefully the show will sort of, sort of highlight, um, you know, as instructors and as students, here's, here's a thing that's going on. Well, and I think the other thing too, um, and then we can sort of ancillary speak to this, both of us on a personal level, like if something happens that is, for lack of a better term, shitty, uh, or even perceived as that way, being able to talk about it is really important for maintaining relationships afterwards, right? You know, absolutely. Um, you know, because you and I encountered a situation where I guess it's you know at some point or another, um, uh, it, essentially what was being said was that I was I was trash talking you. Uh, you know, uh, somewhere, right. That I, that I had a problem with Cecil and I was, I was saying crappy things about you. Um, you know, and I was horrified. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you remember, like, as soon as I found out, like, I think, I think I sent you a Facebook message and a text message. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I am so, I don't know what's going on, but that's not, you know, and you were kind enough. We got on the phone and we talked about it. Um, and, you know, we we never really figured out uh, exactly what the impetus was behind that. We we sort of, like, came to the conclusion that maybe it was, like, I was trying to, to highlight a specific point about someone else being a more rounded person, um, you know, and, and frankly better equipped to deal with things. And, like, it was completely misconstrued the opposite way. Um, and then somehow got your name attached to it. But, but the point is that like, we were able to have that conversation. Um, how, you know, how important do you think that is? Like, if you're going to be in this, 
Oh, I think I, I think it's I think it's super important, uh, certainly as an instructor, to come across uh, as approachable, right? That I'm I'm not on a mountain, or an instructor is not on a mountain that I make pronouncements on, and you will do what I say, and blah blah blah. Hopefully, people see myself or the people I respect, and you know, the instructors I respect in the community is just we have a specific skill set. And we might be good at teaching it. And we're not necessarily any better than anybody else overall as human. And we certainly can make mistakes. God knows I've made plenty publicly at times. That then you go, okay, well, hey, you know, that thing you said to me in class in front of everybody came across, I took it very hurtful. Oh, well, no, that's the way I meant was it was, was, oh, okay, cool. That's hopefully it should you the instructor should be able to do that, and I think the student should hopefully you are stu- you are training with instructors that you perceive to be that way that that you're going to spend your money and time and effort on on instructors that come across as that they actually care about this material, they care about making you better and safer and more capable. And that they seem like the kind of guys you would go to dinner with and hang out and talk music or movies and have nothing to do with, you know, violence or self-defense. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's sort of the thing, too, that uh, – and I think as a student that's super important to understand, too, is that um, – well, so it goes both directions, right? Like understanding that, you know, every everyone involved with this is people. Number one, will make mistakes. Yep. Number two, no yep. matter where your position, yep. like like. Yep. Um, number three has feelings, and I know that like talking about feelings is one of those things that is like, <laughs> right? But um, you know, I've yet to meet anybody that can't have their feelings hurt by someone. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, and and how people are going to be listening to this going like, when the f- this sounds like hippie talk. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, being able to, I guess, being able to, like, talk about it um, is sort of good. And, like, you know, I really appreciate you giving me the benefit of the doubt when, like, the that whole thing was going on between you and I to where you were willing to talk to me about it. Right. Sure. Um, and like, that means a lot to me because you know, you're someone I deeply respect and um, I, it's just like a big deal. It's like, Oh Jesus Christ, this, this is not cool. You know? Um, right. So see, so yeah, man, um, I guess, <laughs> I guess everyone should talk about their feelings more. You know, <laughs> go to only instructors, who you can sit around in a circle and talk deeply about stuff. You know who's really good at that? Paul Sharp. Go talk to him. He loves talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Paul Sharp has been one. Well, I was going to say, he has, he has done so much for, you know, me as a human and, and my coursework in general is just far as, like, deep respect for that man, you know? Yep. Um. I give him I give him a hard time because he's 
truly my brother, and I will continue to give him a hard time. But it doesn't stop how awesome he is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. No, I, I, I really appreciate. It. What, what would be the final thought that you would leave people with here? Um, we're all trying to do our best. That means from the main instructor or top instructor on down to the newest student, and maybe cut each other a tiny bit of slack. You know, and don't don't oh don't always assume the worst. Yeah. You know, always you know maybe maybe just apply a little stoicism and, and go. Oh, I'm not going to assign any value to that. Let's see. Let's investigate. Yeah. And then maybe we end up a little bit more solid as a community. Because that's what I like, right? I I like going to like TatCon and stuff and be able to talk to not just the students but instructors who I might only see once a year. It's cool. How about we make that better, you know? Well, and that, and that's, yeah, man. Um, you know, and, and I can say, here's, here's something I'll say, like, on, on my side of things as someone that messes up a lot, right? Um, being willing to hear people um, tell you stuff that is hard to hear and, and yeah. react well to it and, um, you know, take it in the spirit that it is intended is super yep. important. And frankly, yep. here's someone that deserves a medal, right? Uh, would actually be, you know, my my business partner and dear, dear friend, Melody Lauer, who has had to put up with more bad behavior from me than any human being <laughs> on the planet should ever have to endure. And it's just been like, hey, um, you're being a dick, and here's why. So, like, her and I have worked together for, like, five years uh, now at this point. And in genuinely, any improvements that I've made have been simply because she's an awesome person that has been extremely patient with me and taught me a better way to do things, you know? Yep. So, yep. hey, if people want to spend money with you, how do they do that? Uh, they can go to my website. Uh, com. check out my schedule see where I'm at um, go to my YouTube channel because I got a ton of free stuff up there um, and just if you see me hopefully you want to come train with me somewhere and hang out well I highly recommend it um, uh, for anyone listening uh, <laughs> Ballistic Radio seal of approval times a million so <laughs> but Thanks, uh, God, I appreciate it. yeah no worries man <laughs> hey you enjoy the rest of your day man i really appreciate you coming on you bet dude thanks for having me on it's always it's always fun and like you said it's that's a very fast a very fast show going past when we're talking yeah no it definitely is uh but hey be safe brother i'll talk to you soon all right sounds good man all right hey make sure you check out our website ballisticradio.com like our facebook page at facebook.com slash ballisticradio and hey keep leaving those five-star review on itunes Really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, be safe and see you next week.